0: Wigga wow.
1: Wigga wow. Wiggle wow. How are you? Good, how are you? Miss four hours of sleep, lady.
0: Ah, uh, it's been a sleepless week. Sleepless week for some reason. I kind of had 10. a sleepless
1: night last night as well, but not like you. My sleeplessness actually does include sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Versus none. Or little. So bummer
0: yeah i mean it's been like it's increasingly getting worse and it's actually it's not because stuff's bothering me or it's it's like um I, you know what it is my my teenager has been here since friday night or saturday he just left last night and um i know this is gonna shock you but john you've met nathan so you know what he's like it's like like i already have a son that enjoys the sound of his own voice and will just repeat himself for no reason. But my 19 year old hasn't quite grown out of that either. And so he does things like this. Like I'll go, Isaac, do you need a new diaper? And out of the corner of the room, Nate'll go, Now nah, I'm good. Like every question that's asked <laughs> to any human being, Nathan answers on purpose <laughs> to bother me. Oh my gosh! So Isaac, do you want milk? Nate will go, no, I'm okay. I-, I wouldn't mind some juice, though. It's like, Nate, I can't hear what he's saying. Shut up. Stop talking, because he'll keep going. And and then Isaac will tell, you know, that I can't hear. Or I'll yell in the other room, Laura, what do you want to do for dinner? I'll have a hamburger and some french fries. You know, it's like, shut up. <laughs> so, um, so. Isn't that hilarious? No. <sighs> it's not. So anyway, so when everyone's asleep, it's so quiet that I don't want to sleep. I want to enjoy the quiet. Oh. And so I've been put I haven't been pushing myself to stay up, but I'm just like I'm so much in like the moment of ah uh, oh. that I just don't want to go to sleep, you know. It
1: does feel nice. Does I really nice.
0: miss quiet so <laughs> yes. much.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: That's me. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Missing quiet. That's a that would be a really great t-shirt for you. <laughs> I really miss. Quiet.
0: <laughs> it would. It really would.
1: Or even if she oh, podcast like sticker. I really miss Quiet. So <laughs> <laughs> oh dot com. That's on. so funny. What a good
0: idea. Um,
1: Speaking and then of- you know what stickers? Okay, go ahead. No, go go. Oh, go. I was just gonna
0: say when I when I don't have enough sleep, I become creative, and then I cause problems. So like um. This morning, I was so tired and like, I was trying to, you know, Isaac wanted to come downstairs and it was just me and him here. Daddy left for work. Nate went home last night and he was like, mommy, 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 mommy. And I came out of the closet, mommy, mommy. And he was like trying to tell me something about his car. And I just look around and I go, where, where? And he was like, you. And I said, no, I'm Angela. And he was like what? And I said, I'm Angela. What was your name again? And he goes, I'm Isaac. And I was like, hi, Isaac. I'm Angela. Hi, nice to meet you. And he just looks at me for a second. And then he goes, I want my mommy. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so I go, oh, okay, hold on. Let me go get her. I go back into the closet. And I'm like, Jessica, Isaac wants his mommy. And then I go, "Oh, okay, great. And I come back out. I'm like, hi, Isaac. Hi, boo. And he goes, mommy. And he told me what he had to say. And then he goes, Where's Angela? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you want to talk to Angela? Hold on. Oh my god! And I god. go in the closet. I go in the closet just far enough where he can't see. And then I come back out and I go, Hey, Isaac, let's brush your teeth. And he goes, Angela. And I'm like, what? He's like, Angela. And I'm like, come on, I'll help you brush your teeth. And then I'm brushing, brushing, i brushing it, and and he looks scared. He looks oh, scared of me. And I, and I even baby. sing. I even sing the same elmo you know brush brushy brush brush brushy brush you know um i'm singing the elmo brushy song and he's just kind of looking at me like he doesn't trust me (laughs) so i go are you okay and he goes oh i i want my mommy i i I want my mommy now and i'm like oh okay i'll go get her do it again come downstairs same thing i'm making a sandwich and he goes where's angela and i'm like she's doing some laundry go in the laundry room come back out Oh, my God. It was so funny. He really was like, wants to talk to her, that he wants to talk to me. But then every time she comes out, he's kind of like trepidatious, like I'm going to eat his face or something. And then like the whole way in the car, he's talking about Angela. Where is she? Where is she? So I get to school. Oh, my God. I get to school and I'm like, all right, I got to tell you about Angela. And Doris was like, what are you talking about? And I had to explain to her. I was just messing with it. I don't even know why I did it. I just wanted to see if he would believe it, and he did. Because he's two. Why would he not believe it? It was just stupid. I shouldn't have done it because now I'll come home and he'll be like, you know, like he'll tell dad, like, Angela took me to school today or whatever.
1: (laughs) And then everybody will be more confused. Oh, my gosh.
0: it was just so cute, though, the way he was
1: like, I want my mommy. (laughs) Oh, poor little How could I be different? I know, but still. That's a cute little story, you poor little guy.
0: Though I know it's hilarious. So um, yeah. So I didn't mean to um change the subject, but
1: no, I just wanted to talk about <sighs> our podcast movement meetup. Stickers. Oh, you said something about stickers. stickers, and I thought stickers podcast movement. Oh my god! Yes. And then we thought like, oh my gosh. Podcast so at this movement. point, if you haven't gotten tickets
0: for Podcast Movement, I don't know if there's any help for you because well, you're actually, probably gonna,
1: hit... dude. Yeah. I just have. Oh, there's a virtual. Buy- Yes, there's a virtual ticket, and there was somebody that just bought their tickets yesterday, just booked their hotel room yesterday. So if you're still oh. like on the fence, and they used our 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 code, our coupon so, code, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: great. How do you know when they use
1: it? They tell you no, because she she messaged me and she said, "What's your coupon code?" I'm buying my ticket. Oh, okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> because
0: I was going to say we don't know how many people have used the code.
1: No, all. but it is she podcasts. She podcasts all together one word. And you get fifteen percent off. But if you haven't bought your ticket to a podcast movement, but you kinda live around the area, kinda close, or you wanna make a road trip, you guys have to make it into town on Friday. And uh do our see our live a live event that will be. Yes.
0: Yes, yes. The Recap, Roast, and Roundup. It's called the She Podcast, I think, um, Mental Unwind. So you know how after an event, when you're just like exhausted from all the stuff you've learned? Well, this is not the event to learn more stuff. We're just going to be talking about how much fun we've had, maybe make a few jokes at other people's expense, Um, talk, maybe make some jokes about Disney World in California, maybe talk about our different experience. I can already tell that Elsie and I are going to have a different experience Uh, which we do every time in California. Um, you know, like she has to man the Libsyn booth and I basically do whatever I want. (laughs) Sweet. And and it's fun for everybody. So, um, it's going to be really fun and we're going to, um, it'll be a live taping. It'll be in the Pavilion 7, we found out, the ballroom, Premiere 7. Premier 7 Ballroom um, at around 1 o'clock right after the last keynote. And tickets are at ShePodcast.com forward slash PM17. Or if you just want to get tickets to um, the event itself, you can go to PodcastMovement.com and use the code SHEPODCASTS.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. But right now I'm just in the process of finishing. Actually, hopefully by the time you listen to this, um, the audiobook that I'm doing for Kate Stillman body thrive will be done so that's actually Yay. my project that's taking like taking quite uh, the majority of the bulk of my time that is usually spent on other things <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like life like general? life in general kind of yes I'm constantly doing that but it's been Fabulous. It's been so good. So you guys stay tuned for that. Yay. That's pretty exciting. Um, so are we ready to move into some news? Yes, ma'am. The
0: news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Elsie, <sighs> I think if we decide to do these types of segments live, we should just have the audience sing it.
1: Yes, but we, let, we'll hope that there uh, that our audi- the audience that goes in there, actually They'll are fans it. of the show. I mean, some well, of Dave them.
0: Jackson will be there. Daniel will be. I mean, a lot of people will be there that know the show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. Liz Coburn.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we could just plant them. You know. I think oh most my gosh. of the people that have. Bought wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. I don't have
0: to plant them.
1: I'm gonna. Yes, I am. I'm gonna plant one right now, and I'm gonna do a shout out, call out Ginger Wiseman from the oh, yeah, Outlander yeah, yeah, pod. Yeah, she'll be
0: there. Mm-hmm.
1: You, lady, are going to have to sing. Our <laughs> the news yes, you're going to have to learn that, and then on cue, we'll just point to you and you sing as loud as you can.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds good to me. <laughs> She'll be the transition. And there she you won't are. be the only one though. We'll just say anyone who knows it. But yeah, Ginger, if you wouldn't mind, that would be great.
1: That you would be the leader of the choir. <laughs> so- yeah, as usual, she is a good singer. Yes. All right, so. Uh, let's get into this uh, yes. article from Mark Ramsey, and the title Mark is, Ramsey. The Problem with Podcasting Is Not Discovery. So somebody said that. That's nice. Have you had a chance I to mean, kind of scan it or yeah, yeah, let's yeah. see what he suggests? Have you seen what he suggests as a solution or what the problem is, actually? Not necessarily the solution, but um, what I
0: mean. I mean, I think he's thinking about it in a different way, though. Uh huh. Um, he thinks it's like choice paralysis,
1: essentially. Y- well, yeah, yeah. I don't. There's I, some parts I don't, of that.
0: I don't think I agree with that. You know why? Why? Because of cable TV. Uh, People yeah. still know how to watch it. They all own one. They definitely turn it on if they own one and there's no problem with choice paralysis. You have your favorite networks that you watch or you DVR what you want.
1: It's the same thing. This is kind of BS in my opinion. Okay. I I kind of see What do you think? Well, I'm kind of think seeing it from two different sides of things. I think that I'm this is what I am really happy about that he is taking the conversation to the to another place that I feel is furthering the conversation. I do like that. Well, but they took co- it to
0: potato chips.
1: Right. Okay, so let's read that quote because I have that. So I have I have I have it here. Quote, discovery is mm-hmm. not a problem because most consumers don't want to discover anything. Discovery That's... is work. It's a chore. Digging for treasure is only fun when you know there's actual treasure under your shovel. And this is when he Mm. takes it over to potato chips, all right? So here we go. Think about how you feel when you walk into a supermarket looking for some potato chips only to discover that there is a mile-long aisle stocked with hundreds of varieties. Hey, no discovery problem here. There's plenty to discover. But who wants to take all the time and effort? It's just potato chips. Likewise, it's just a podcast. My time is much more precious.
0: See, but that's bullshit. I eat potato chips and I can tell you exactly what goes on when I walk down that aisle. I either go to the one or two brands I know I enjoy or if I have a specific purpose for eating them, for example, dip, (laughs) then I'll buy a different kind of potato chip. And if, you know, they don't have the Lay's wavies or the Utz ripples and they only have the store brand, I'm still going to need a rippled ass chip to hold my dip. (laughs) So that's how that rolls. Now, if I want to get fancy because I'm going to somebody's house that's fancy, then I'll buy a brand I never heard of or I'll get sweet potato chips because, you know, that shit's delicious <laughs> or, you know, or I'll get like, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it doesn't like, yeah, there's a ton of different tortilla. Same thing with the tortilla chips. You know, you have your Tostitos for this purpose, but then you got your blue corns for this purpose. But then you've got your lime flavored ones for this purpose. And then you got the strips for the soup. And then you got the scoops for the chili. I mean, it goes on and on. There's no need for me to take time and figure it out. It's not that big of a chore. And podcasts are the same thing. You want history? You search history. You want comedy? You search comedy. It's not that difficult. I don't think it's all about like, oh, my brain hurts because there's so many podcasts. No, there's not. You read about one in a magazine, then you search for that one, right? Or you see a commercial for one or one's on Big Bang Theory or one's in Entertainment Weekly or one was in the news because we, President Obama was on it. And that's your gateway chip,
1: right? Huh? Gateway chip. That's your gateway. No, you're right. You know, if you do pick a chip you've never picked before. Because you're partial. And then it's you're like, you oh my God, this is really neat. I really like the way that this tastes. And right. then you might be able to go, hmm, maybe I'll try a different brand of this type again you know so that's great but now can i if this if this let me just say this if this
0: philosophy were true they wouldn't keep making bullshit flavors of chips like dill pickle (laughs) and sour cream and steak sauce or whatever the hell you know like if this were true and nobody ever tried a new chip because the decision was just too great they would only make the one flavor right they keep on branching out
1: well, there's a, there's a side, and we'll talk about this in a second, where he's okay, meaning okay. that he means that um, he kind of wants you to sort of go into where the attention already exists. But before we go into there, though, I'm going to elseify this a little bit, and I'm going to sort of like oh, take God. the conversation. I Wait know. a minute. I know, I'm going to elseify And also, it. he
0: says people don't want to discover anything. That's not true. People yeah, go to well, new restaurants and new shit all the time. What does he right. say? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But
1: so, so what I say is that, you know, especially coming from where my philosophy is some of us that are creating media for you know certain parts of the population or demographics or psychographics that are truly seeing you know that we're doing that so that they're seeing beyond it's just potato chips we're actually catering to people who are like really into finding a new potato chip so the power of podcasting is that there you know is that there that there is that unique voice that voice that is not heard anywhere else that voice that we're looking for so how do we find that voice through the clarity of our message as podcasters. So it's kind of like through the clarity of your, bar- of your branding in potato chips, through the ability for you to really call out to the person who's not looking for lays, who is looking for something different, who is looking for cassava chips because that's where I go for. I love cassava chips, and I'm so glad that they're now coming because they align to where I was raised. I was raised in El Salvador. We have these yucca chips all the time. It's so great to see them now be so hip. And so that's what I go for. I don't want the lays. I'm looking for the specialty chips all the time. I am diving into the difference of all that stuff. So it's about that voice that's not heard anywhere. That voice that we're looking for, right? If so- you want lays, that's that's you listening to cereal. Exactly. If you that's exactly exactly. So, you know, for me, most of us podcasters don't feel like we want to appeal or be consumed by your average common denominator, which is exactly what you just said. We're looking for audiences that are not the norm, that have total minds that are thinking far outside the box, and they're looking for more evolved conversations. That's how I feel we are shining. And that's how I feel we're going to keep moving forward. So essentially, I just I philosophized what you said <laughs> in the, in the in chip style. Yes, you, that's you exactly know? what you did. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, there are, I, I feel that podcasting is slightly different than other media forms because we really aren't appealing to somebody who is just going to be a couch potato and just sit back and kind of like flip, 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 and kind of just land on whatever's there. Right. Because that's an existing. There's
0: nothing wrong with that. That's why they have the
1: whole like, here's what's related to the thing you're listening to. Right. No, I'm not saying that that that's not helpful. I'm just saying that for podcasters, we are actually more, more, we're stepping more into the conversation when we're flipping. We are doing it on purpose versus something that happens when you have the remote control in your hand and and your thumb just keeps pressing down and you don't even know you're doing it anymore. Because that's like a passive way of engaging with media. With podcasting, it's different people are actively looking now let now and there's a part of the quote where he says he says that it's not the discovery problem that it's a problem about distribution and he defines distribution as Means putting that he says distribution means putting content in the way of attention. That means tapping into where attention already exists. So again, I feel that that statement also aligns with the status quo, with what's already known in more you know the seen or heard podcasts, aka the pro, the procasters. Just like you said, like the serials of stuff, right? So mm-hmm. that aligns with them, but that doesn't really affect most of us because we're not in those channels. <laughs> we're not there, most of the rest of us. And, you know, there are some people that are getting into the medium as an additional channel for their platform. So, in, you know, like people who already are kind of internet famous or are TV stars or already have, you know, something else, you like, know, YouTubers or something like that. And the podcast might invo- evolve into the channel at some point. But they already have in their own platform a level of where the attention already exists. So that could apply to them, but not again, not for most of us that are starting kind of from scratch. So, you know, what we have to do as the everyday type of podcaster, and this is sort of like what I love to teach, is that we have to step out of what has worked in the past, especially as it pertains to your own unique audience. And I venture to say that no one knows your audience as deeply as you do. It's sort of like, you know, Glenn the Geek and the way that he approaches his work, who is all about horses and a horse network, is going to have a different sort of outreach, a different sort of marketing, a different uh, sort of advocacy for his work than somebody like Kate, my friend Kate, again, Stillman, from YogaHealer.com, who is has a completely different audience, completely different demographic and psychographic, and the way that she's reaching people is also uniquely to her. So we have to get good at that. That's essentially my platform about this.
0: So what you're saying is build your community.
1: yeah, Yeah, and teach them and find them. Actually build it, but also find them because it's not like nobody's going to be like, oh... Here's a new podcast. What's up? You know, there's so much teaching that has to go along alongside this. I was just on a Mother's Quest uh, podcast. Julie Neal. Neely was so happy. I mean, she was so great because she just um, she kind of gave me the platform to talk about the stuff that I want to talk about. And what's really cool about her podcast is at the end, she actually asks for you to give her like a challenge. And I was like, whoa. And and so then I challenged her. I challenged her to go to a library with her stuff about a mother's quest and to first of all,
0: you could just end the challenge right there at library for me.
1: Yeah, because I hate the library. So I just be like, I challenge
0: you to go to the library, and I'll be like, God damn it, the
1: end. No, but then I asked her to go, you know, and to go down to you know the children's section and to talk to the children's librarian and see if they would. To help her support some of her mother's quest stuff because it really what she's wanting to teach or reach are mothers are mothers that are on this quest to live an epic life you know and then she's got this acronym for epic which is actually really cool and so I, i'm like that is an untapped territory especially because right now the demographics what are the demographics for podcaster podcast listeners at this moment
0: which thing do you want to know? I can spout like off a hundred demographics. The white
1: people, the white people, the oh, white males. Oh, I don't even. You know, there's not earning. even. A,
0: there's they may be white, but yeah, I mean they own they earn seventy five k and above. Right. There's fifty four percent male, forty six percent female. Um, they're about eighteen to fifty. Right. Um,
1: mostly full time employed or part time employed, or students. So if you think about the outreach to communities like that, to start to diversify, to reach the communities that are underrepresented, to to reach the people who really need to listen to these messages, right? Part of it is that we have to advocate for ourselves, and then we have to go where they're already going. There's so many moms that are going to uh, libraries to simply allow themselves some time to be quiet because the kids have something to do. There's connection there. There's Wi-Fi. There's bandwidth that they maybe don't have access to. And I'm talking about underrepresented communities here. So we need to step outside our comfort zone and serve those people that really benefit from our work that we aren't reaching. And it's about thinking outside the box versus what I feel. I mean, I I like what Mark started to say about this. He started to take the conversation somewhere else, but he's still staying within the realm of the way that media is currently being promoted and still kind of adding to what's already worked in media in the past versus breaking the patterns and really reaching the people who aren't being reached in the first place. Because when do those people get to know about podcasts. How do they know? Why don't we have listening stations in different places that are funded like that, like the library system? I'm so Like a payphone. Like I'm just not kidding. like a payphone. But you know what I mean? Like listening stations for co- podcasts for kids at libraries. Why isn't that a something that the library system is implementing? Do you know what's funny? When what? we were
0: kids, they did have that yes, for records, right? exactly for records. And
1: I remember that's what they did to me when and I first tracks. When I yes, totally. When I came to this country. Because I was uh, at that time. I wonder if
0: those eight tracks are still there, Elsie. They probably do still have They probably stations. still have
1: them, but they were so fun. I remember I felt it was really great because that's kind of how I ended up kind of learning English because I didn't know how to speak English at that time and the teacher didn't know what to do with me. And so in fourth grade, she would sit me at the listening station and then I had to listen to a bunch of stories, like just fairy tales. And I would just sit there and, and hear and listen. And that was like my first sort of diving into hearing These stories in a different language. And it did, I think it did facilitate me learning a different language when I was immersed in it that way. But that's a behavior that I think will feel kind of different to the kids, too, and be able to really add to the conversation. Plus, what if there was like a a listening list inside of the library for moms when they got there so that if their kids were doing story time or if like the like maybe the three or four year olds were now like playing by themselves and you wanted to sort of like consume something, something that would be really helpful to you, something about parenting, something about, I don't know, something that you are wanting to do, starting your own business or anything anything like that for there to be a, re, a a listening list so that when you go in there and you go like, Oh, these are some, some podcasts that are being featured this month. Here are the episodes we think will be really great for you. And then have an, Actually, an accessibility. I don't think for that's that. a good
0: idea. Why nope. not? I don't think because there's too many moms that don't pay attention to what their kids are doing at the library and everywhere else. Don't be giving these moms a listening station so they can ignore their kids. Thank you very much.
1: It's not, no, thank you. What do you think they're doing now?
0: They're ignoring their kids because they're on their phone.
1: (laughs) Right. But listening is an embodied experience, which means that you can actually look at your kids versus look at your phone. You can be with them while you're listening to other things, but still keep an eye on them. And that doesn't mean you're checking out, meaning if you're like... I think that there's a difference between you listening to something like the Joyful Courage podcast with Casey O'Rourke, who is like really empowering moms to be more present with their kids, to know how to talk to them when they're getting into these situations of like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with this child anymore. I'm, I'm at a loss. And to be able to listen to that while you're at the library, while they're being supported at that time. And then you know that you can you, you leave knowing a little something more. You mean because they're a story time kind of thing? Yeah, because there's so many different little toys that they go in there. And I have to say, Jess, that at the library, there to me, it's it was a salvation for me to be able to go to the library and for a moment not have to be in my kids' face. Because there were puzzles and there were things that they were playing with, and I finally had an exhale. And if I could have had yeah. somebody say, Oh my gosh check this out for yourself. It's time for you to also pay attention to maybe something that you like. And it's not like you're not looking at them. You're not looking at Facebook that, or you're not looking at Instagram. You're not watching YouTube videos. You're just sitting watching your child and you have something in your ears at that time. That's why there's music around in different places and things like that, because it's kind of playing. So I do feel it's an empowering place for women See, to feel safe. My first thought was,
0: I need to be able to hear the murderous screams.
1: <laughs> That's, you're, like, still gonna be be able, you're still going to be able. You're still going to be able to hear because most kidding. of the library. Have you? How often do right. you go to the library, know, though? You said you don't. Never. Right. Don't. So you're you don't right. know you what hear. that. I know. I know is. what it's
0: like. You're right. You're right. You're right. So yeah. you're right. I mean, I think. I think. I don't know. I feel like. I. I feel like you missed your calling as maybe a librarian, a helpful librarian. Well, I do. Just I do go feel part time it. and go there and help women who look lost <laughs> and sad.
1: No I actually in my introverted self, I would fit right in and try not you to speak to must. anybody in the You're library probably right um but i I think that it's an underused system for and yeah. also to be able to maybe have somebody who has these parenting things or starting new uh, for especially for teenagers to be able to introduce teenagers for things like this. There are yeah. so many I agree sort of uh i guess city city projects out there that can fund things like this, that can take podcasting to a completely different place. And we're relying right now only on people who are looking to make money Versus people who can actually serve the community, which are programs like the library programs that are in there, you know, where they are really looking to enhance the population, educate and empower them to step forward and do something else. I think as podcasters, we can be part of that conversation versus just giving all the power to people like media companies who are looking to do what? Create ads and make Mm -hmm. money off of the podcasts. So it's a completely different end game. I feel we can have a different discussion. And the ones that have the power to do that are us, the majority, which is what 88 to 90% of us have the power to start to have that conversation versus the 8% that happens to have the loud megaphone. And obviously they're having a hard time because the conversation has not evolved at all. It still continues to be on the same place. So it's up to us little people to really step up and do things underground in new unexpected ways. Smart. So that's my thing. (laughs) I love it. So make, yes, 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 yes. And thank you for challenging me because I'm really passionate about it. And I I know that it can work. I, I know. Stop it's, hiding your passion. It's, it's, it's kind of hard. <laughs> but speaking of the people who are getting the money, though, how about this new headline? Um, this is from actually from Recode, who uh, says, VCs don't love podcasting, but Gimlet Media has raised another 15 million anyway. Mm-hmm. They just uh, got uh, uh, that's big. Their valuation just <laughs> went up, I, I do believe. It
0: means that they are worth seventy and they valued it at fifty five. That's why they got fifteen, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, this has been on my mind a lot, venture capital, actually. Um What do you
1: feel about that?
0: I feel that I wish I knew more about it. To start because my understanding was that venture capital – so what I've read – and I've been talking a lot about this with Heather Osgood too. Like what I've read about venture capital is that you're supposed to start with your friends and family. Like if you need money, you need an angel investor, not necessarily venture capital. And then – and then it says, like, if you wonder if your company is a good candidate for venture capital, it's probably not. But I don't wonder if my company is good for venture capital. I know it is. That said, I have no idea how or where to go get it. So I find it interesting, but not surprising that he raised $15 millions. I know that Cas Plus has, is spending this week doing a round of funding, too. There's a lot of – I mean, he's just maybe the most newsworthy but I know there's a lot of companies right now that are raising right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And part of the reason why is that, you know, that IAB revenue study that came out where it said in 2015, $69 million in advertising, 2016, 110, 2017, 220. And people take that graph and they go get funding because it's, Because it means that advertisers are pouring money into podcasting and companies need, you know, some startup in order to handle all the business. Hmm. And I'm no, I'm no freaking exception. Let me tell you, I have had the most busy month I think I've had to date. It was like, as soon as the second quarter ended, I just have been flooded, flooded with requests, flooded with campaigns, Flooded with shows. It was like, I think, and I and I'd love to say, oh, it's because it's in the end of the summer. But I do think it correlates to that study. I think people saw that study and they're like, well, I better get my ass and gear. I better get mm-hmm. going. You know? Um, I also I hate saying this because you know I hate talking about anything positive when it comes to Donald Trump. But somewhere I read that our com- our country is now four billion dollars richer in the last six months, and that stock is at an all-time high, record-breaking high since he's been in office. So well, whether he's blund- blundering his pants off or not, the economy is bouncing back a but
1: little see, bit, which but is great. Then, if, if I may not have – I'm actually going to – I wish that we had a chopping thing there. But really, most of the time, anything that you do doesn't really happen because you come into office, but it actually happens because it's been set up before this happened. So it's sort that. of like you've set that. And forward it's that. sort of so you can't i mean he hasn't done anything Plus,
0: also there's an ebb and flow the next president's going to get the dip doesn't matter if it's a democrat i know i agree i know yeah. that
1: so then but I yeah so you can't really just give it to him and, and the economy was all. at an all-time it's, it's high not. for
0: bill clinton and you're right probably it was george bush senior that set that up you're probably right so um i agree with that but i'm just saying like say what you will but the economy is booming and, and business is booming and Again, I'm in a position where if I can't find a salary, I'm going to lose – if I can't find a way to pay my staff a salary, I'm going to lose my staff. Mm, And so I at least need funding for that. And then once I have that, I need tools for them to work efficiently, and I don't know if I have to create my own platform or if I'm going to – Utilize, I think I'm going to use Cast Plus's platform to help me manage like the campaigns that they have the most. Honestly, if you're a podcast, they have the most amazing platform to help you like manage a campaign. You can see all your different advertisers, then you log in, then it pulls in your feed so it knows what your episodes are, and then you just kind of insert them along the lines of the feed, and then it shows you what's what's being paid and what your net is and growth. Like, it's amazing. So I'm hoping to utilize that for all my campaigns, not just the ones I have on Cast Plus. And then, yeah, I mean, like, I've been thinking about venture capital a lot because do I need an office? I definitely need travel funds. I wouldn't mind, you know, like... You know, just stuff. And so I, and so it's great that they got seven million. That was, and I've also been 15. learning that, you know, funding. No, I know. They previously okay. raised seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seven, it comes. Yeah. So apparently it comes in phases. So first you ask for 500, then you ask for a few mil, then you get the big kahuna. So this is like their middle kahuna and they'll probably take a few years and then raise, you know, 30 million or something. Somebody, something I read just got 40, 40 million dollars. What? Who just raised 40 million dollars? Hold on. Uh, it was a podcasting company, I think. Somebody just did $40 million of funding. I have to look. I have to look. Who was Art. it? I can't remember. doesn't matter. I, I'm pretty sure that it was a, um, a podcast company, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: It's I'm sure that it, they would have been mentioned in this article if that was the thing. Um, yeah, now, you're probably but, right. But now, but you start to think, But so here's the thing, though. The majority of what this money is going to really here, he says that, there's going to be a lot of the investment that's going to go into developing, obviously, the content, right? Mm-hmm. No, 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 not the tech. That's not – it's primarily he – says, he says, we'll use some of the money to build out new programs, train new podcasters, expand the company's in-house advertising shop – And work on exporting hit podcasts into other formats, which means the whole thing which they're doing, which is, you know, all of the TV deals, all the stuff that's going on with, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Because that I mean, now I think that there's two I, I do believe that there's two from Gimlet that are currently in some way, shape or form being somehow remorphed into another media format. That's not audio. I mean,
0: I told you last time we had this. Uh, last time we recorded, I told you that eventually, I don't want to say podcasters. And I know I got John all hot and bothered last time this came up, but like, eventually, this medium is going to be pushed into something that's more trackable for advertisers. So if that's the case, then yeah, there. You know, if podcasting isn't worth diddles. They're probably they probably are going to try and take develop their creation into something that is trackable or something that is going to make more money. Obviously, TV is making way more money than podcasting. Everything is. I mean, if you it's look at the, also
1: spending way more money.
0: It's spending a lot of money. That's true, but they're sort of like balancing it all on the trend. Which is interesting, right.
1: but it actually, you know, thinking about that, balancing it all on the train, um, on the train, on the train, <laughs> which is kind of the train at the same time. It is the kind same of a train. thing is happening over, which is kind of scary, and it's the first time I've actually thought this. But Netflix is exactly on the same train. There was an article on the, in the LA Times, and the headline for that is Netflix is on the hook for twenty billion. Can it keep spending its way to success? And the reason that this is like very important is because it think about the amount of money that they owe it. Yes, they owe that much money. Netflix has accumulated a hefty 20.54 billion in long term debt and obligations in an effort to produce more original content.
2: That's because only 10 people pay for it and everybody else gets their password.
1: So they have they have like all (laughs) kinds of figures. I wish that I – I know, right? I'm going to have to send this over to you guys. I'll put it inside of our cash. That's really interesting.
0: You know, it's interesting. Yeah, their business model needs some work, I think, because, yeah, they have a very low price point. How are they going to make that back? I mean, I'm not going to say that their investment in content hasn't paid off. It certainly has. But – how are they going to make it back? Because there's I, I, only so many people in the world with a television. I okay, mean, is so an
1: app? Can't you say exactly the same thing for podcasting that you just said for Netflix?
0: Yes, except Netflix has hit their plateau. Uh, you think podcasting so? Podcasting hasn't even started. I okay, mean, if well, they're that much in debt, yes.
1: and they're I mean, But they're shifting They're shifting their the kinds of things that they're making, though. The whole point is that now everybody's doing that uh, network-specific uh, programming, right? That's where everybody's like, Oh my God, like, you know, Hulu with the Handmaid's Tale and Netflix with all of the stuff the Ozarks and all the other stuff that they're putting in there. That's basically closed platform. So they are, in fact, everybody's creating the same thing and all of these individual silos. And there's going to come a point when people are going to be like, uh, enough with the paying for content already, because then you're going to start to add the, uh, Podcasting aspect of it, which is things like Audible. Audible's doing exactly the same thing. They're creating the same sort of shows. I right? don't
0: think it's going that well for them. They well, are um, well, what pulling I'm, but, back on their spending.
1: Right. But what I'm saying is that I'm not sure how much we're going to do with this. If you're already investing in Netflix and Hulu, And maybe one and let's say Spotify because that's your music thing, right? Are you then going to? Oh, and Spotify. Oh, speaking of Spotify, which is actually our our next thing, they're actually thinking of doing the same thing as well. They're actually thinking of creating.
0: So it makes sense uh, for Spotify.
1: It doesn't make sense for
0: Gimlet. Gimlet is free. Well, Gimlet is a a company.
1: Well, they're a company that creates. People already
0: pay for Spotify and Netflix, though. They don't yes, pay they for do. Gimlet.
1: You are correct. and and But Gimlet, I, I believe, have they put that in as, as a model? I think that their monetization no. is around no, so. just creating those um, high-end. I think that they're the ones that are charging like they're, a bazillion, jillion, like five figures for creating a, a new podcast for Yes, and know, they also another. probably
0: charge a lot to advertise, but they yes. do not charge for their content. So they're different. You're talking about two different mediums. Like Spotify does have the Netflix platform. Gimlet doesn't. They're, they're, you're talking about your Gimlet. You have to compare to somebody like NBC. They have free available content and the more, the more advertisers they can get on that content, the better. So they do kind of, that's all they do. Gimlet doesn't do. I mean, I hate to say they don't do anything else. They but have they don't want to
1: do anywhere anything else that is what they do. not to do anything right. else. They but don't. So
0: okay, so so I'm just so I'm doing this presentation today on this exact thing, okay? There are companies that just sell advertising or just manage advertisers and do nothing else. There are networks that just make content and do nothing else. Then there are companies like Midroll who started out just selling ads and are now making their own content. But they didn't start out that way. All right. they did was buy Earwolf. They didn't start out that way. Mineral right. was just an agency. Now they're an agency that creates content. Same with Audio Boom. They were just an agency.
1: Now they're going to start creating content too. Well, they Same were with agency. Same with Authentic. Audio. Audio Boom was a hosting company. They then they, still are they a hosting started. Exa- well, that's what I'm saying. They that well, yes. what I'm saying is they started. So now as a there's hosting all company. these then hybrids. Added,
0: yes. So now there's all these hybrids, but Gimlet is not a hybrid. All they do is make shows. If they can sell those shows to the highest bidder, great. But that's what they have to invest in. They have to invest in their content. They don't do anything else. They're not a hosting platform. They're not an agency. They literally have one product, podcasts. So, I mean, this makes sense to me that that's what they're investing in. Now, you tell me that Midroll is investing all that money. I think it's dumb but they've already done it and i mean i guess it's doing well they have like the reed and other st- i mean they have earwolf so it's like they have and i mean i know audio boom is going to present at the upfront with a bunch of new shows that should be interesting that should be interesting cuz they i don't think they've ever done any creative before Why would they start now? I don't know. I don't know either. And I think it's diversifying the business model, maybe. I don't know. It makes no sense to me.
1: Well, see, what I'm, this is why I go back again. So I want, I want you to see in terms of the expansion of consumption for podcasting. If we keep on creating these silos, all of these little places where you can't get it if you don't pay. It's, what it's doing, it's, it's, it's actually really splitting up what, what it all means, you know, like, I don't know, it, it's kind of like rubbing me the wrong way in some ways, because then it's like, I can't, I can't even listen to some of the really great content that I would love to, because it's behind a paywall that I don't feel is worth. and oh my gosh, and to add to all of this payment, there's the Patreons. So then there's like, so as a, and I'm talking from a, a consumer perspective, from like the podcast listener perspective, right? So there you are, you come into the, and you start to love certain podcasts, and then you want to listen to another podcast, and then you're like, oh my God, I really love them. Okay, well, I'll commit to giving them a dollar a month to these guys, because I really love their work. That's great. Oh wait, there's another podcast. It's behind a paywall. What what is the monthly thing on that? It's like what nine ninety five, five ninety nine, one ninety nine, whatever. All of a sudden, you're going to be having all of these little bits and pieces of money going everywhere else, or it's just going to become so annoying as the listener to have access. You have to keep paying, and that doesn't even you know that doesn't even take away from annoying. Well, that's what I'm saying. So what you're essentially saying is
0: Amazon. And I pay for Audible, and I pay for Hulu, and I pay for Netflix. But there's a and lot of us. It's just... annoying. It's at least a hundred bucks a month exactly. for all this shit.
1: Now think about that in terms, of, and again, taking it to people who are socially economic challenged. Why they don't get are we... to listen? They, exactly. So why are we going to then dismiss an entire part of the population who could actually grow the medium because they can't afford it? Sorry. You can't get this content, even though it'll really help you become a better human and serve you, you can access. Sorry. Sorry.
0: I mean, let me think about that. Why is that good? Yeah, why? I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but I'm struggling here. Hold on. let me Just because
1: if you think about the people Mm. who are in dire need of some of these voices in their ears, and I'm not even talking about the highly produced stuff. Right. But maybe just like meaning highly produced as in like the gimlets of the, the ones that are actually getting all the cashola coming in and out. Right. The thing is that I do feel that there are ears that are looking for voices out there that are not being served. Right, and but right now the this- audience
0: isn't. Lower socioeconomic. Exactly. So why would they play to them that's anyway? That's what
1: I'm saying. No, no, no. Because I do feel that that's something that's incredibly important. This is the most but accessible medium that. But everyone has a smartphone. They're just
0: not listening,
1: Else. Exactly. But why?
0: They don't want to.
1: No, it's not that.
0: I think it's They that. don't
1: know. Because there's a lot of people that don't even know. And again, going back to the same thing that we were talking about before, that Android owns 80-something percent of the entire smartphone market in the worldwide, and Apple, the iOS ecosystem, essentially has about 67% of all the downloads all the way around, which is crazy because that means that only a small percentage of people are actually, it just blows my mind. I can't even wrap myself around that. And why do you think Android users don't listen to podcasts? Because Android users aren't interested in podcasting? Is that why? Yeah. They're just not not podcast listeners. The end. I don't know.
0: Well, the thing is- I don't think it's necessarily true that all- Like, I know some blue-collar listeners, I guess.
1: Uh, Say that again?
0: I mean, we know some blue-collar listeners. We know some lower socioeconomic listeners-
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is that there is so much more. And it's sort of like being incredibly dismissive to just say, like, eh, well, they're not interested. How do you know? I know that there's a lot of people that don't know because they
0: don't know. All right, that's true. It's not because they're not interested. Because if you think about, I'm thinking here about, like, the Pulling Radio Network. Go to PullingRadioNetwork.com for a second.
1: Pulling as a D-U-L-L?
0: P as in Paul, U-L-L-I-N-G, radio network. It is an entire podcasting network about trucks and tractors. If that ain't a blue-collar network, I don't know what is, right? Exactly, yeah. But but they're doing quite well. I mean, why does Gimlet – all right, first of all, again, we shouldn't be talking about Gimlet because their shit's free. So there's (laughs) no reason to bust on Gimlet no matter what they spend their money on. It's not behind a paywall. Amazon, yes. Spotify, yes. But that's their business model in the first place, though. You think Netflix should make their TV free? Where are they going to put it? They don't have a channel.
1: That's not what I'm talking about. That's not the conversation.
0: You're comparing paywall audio with non-paywall audio. And what I'm saying to you is, I believe that the paywall audio that you're speaking of is on its own platform. It's not found in iTunes already. It's not being offered somewhere where everything else is free. It's like, it's its own channel. Like HBO, like, like they made their own channels. They didn't care about NBC, CBS, ABC. They were like, I'm going to have my own broadcast network. Forget these people. And then I'm going to say the F word on television whenever I want. And that's what they did. This is kind of the same thing. Like they make their own platform and then they make you pay for it. So, I mean, in the same sense, you're also arguing that all the beautiful things on HBO should be free. All the beautiful things on Cinemax. All the beautiful things on, I don't know, whatever else people pay for. Showtime, NFL, whatever. All that stuff should be free. Every paid channel with content should be free because poor people can't afford it.
1: I'm not arguing for that medium at all.
0: But why fact, this one and not that one? Why not that because, one? Because,
1: again, we're talking about two different types. We, we When I first started to share about this medium is the fact that you can take it with you. It's an embodied experience. It's a completely different thing. It's something that you True. that is appealing to a complete, to, for me, a, a different type of psychographic. Somebody who is not used to doing other things. So here's the thing, though. Every time that you talk to me about cable, almost in any, you know, do you remember when you were watching this or this, this, this? this, I am someone that has never owned cable before. I'm somebody that has used your access to watch certain (laughs) things. Do you still? Not really. I keep forgetting because I have Netflix. And I I don't watch. And then, and again, I gave you
0: Xfinity, but that's fine.
1: Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, I'm like that person. And so I guess I'm speaking from, my point of view as well, that I'm sure that there's a lot of people who don't and can't afford cable. Cable is very expensive. This is true. It, it's like, you, you know, I don't know, 50, That the cheapest, but usually an average of like, what, $80 a month. That doesn't yeah. include what you're doing with your cell phone, say to, cell phone data. And so immediately that starts to bring it up. I mean... Like in our family, for us to invest eighty dollars a month for something, it's not worth for us to get cable. If we're going to do eighty dollars a month, it would but be something else. You guys entertain
0: yourselves other ways, though,
1: right? You of have course. an outside.
0: Exactly. You don't live in the
1: city. You're not stuck in your apartment, right? But there's yeah, absolutely. But I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are in the city that are stuck in their apartment that also can't afford cable. That I'll that's not something that they are, you know, that they're not going to be stepping into. And we have to start to, and I, and the, and, and getting to the heart of the matter here, it's really not about you pay for the silo, you don't pay for the silo. I'm saying that that we have to get away from the thought process that everybody is like um, ourselves, right? Because I always think from my point of view, you always think from your point of view, I'd like to see it from a different perspective and especially to start to diversify the people who are listening to podcasts and the way that media really affects them. So can we, with and this is the way that this society is right now, there are different voices that are out there, even if we just think about what the political situation is right now and thinking about the channels that people have accessible to them to get <laughs> real news out there. There are very little, especially the majority of the population, don't even know where to go. They don't know where to get their news. They don't know because the you majority of news. Well, I'm sorry, People what? who need news find it. Yeah, but there's also exactly what I'm saying. But there's some people who don't even know where else to go and that there are these voices out there. I mean, even in the New York, the New York Times um, podcast listening group over on Facebook, there was somebody that just posted, hey, I'm really interested in political news shows that are on the veins of this and this. Are there some that I'm missing? And there's like all of these people that started to like comment on that of all of these other type of shows that are out there. And all you go is like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is so great. But if we could just have those public conversations in the same way that Netflix is being talked about on Facebook, it would be awesome. Can we, I agree that would there be the best. is a
0: – I'm going to agree with you that there is an education gap as far as people knowing about podcasts and how to utilize them. I agree with you there. There's no argument there. Whether or not I think it should be free on every channel, on every platform, I don't think that. And I'm not saying that, like, they should or shouldn't be talking to a lower socioeconomic status, but I'm just saying, like, the reason why we are talking to ourselves, the reason why podcasting is a bunch of middle or upper class educated people is because they don't just have the phone, they know how to work it. And that's, like, rare... I think for, for young, you know, for young teenagers and people who are too busy to pay attention and, you know, people who only use it to talk on the phone and don't know, you know, or just, whatever, I'm making lots of assumptions, but I'm just saying like anyone who, anyone of any education and any socioeconomic status who has the desire to figure out how to work their phone can figure out podcasts and know that there's news on there. Or they're watching and reading the news in some other way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I don't want to generalize, but I'm just saying everything can't be free for everybody. That's all. I just, I mean, and the reason why it's not free is because of the high opt-in. You know, there is like, you have to go jump through hoops to find a show that you like. And I realize that seems like, well, that's not there. That sucks. But that's just how it is right now. You don't have to jump through hoops on any other medium. But Elsie, that's what makes the advertising so powerful. The thing that you want to get rid of is the thing that makes the ads work so well. I don't want to get rid of that. I don't care if they're... All rich people who have a master's degree, because those people are also the people that are clicking on 18 buttons to listen to this show because they give a shit about what you and I have to argue about. I don't want anybody and their mother. It will dilute the power of what we say if everyone gets to listen. I don't want that. I don't want that on my show. I don't want that on any of my clients' shows. I want people that have to subscribe, that say that they click and listen immediately, that click and listen within 24 to 48 hours. I mean, that's the podcast audience. You're missing the whole influence part that makes my job hopeful (laughs) that I'll ever make money. (laughs) You know, like the whole influence part, 60% of people said they would try something based on what they heard on a podcast. 70% 70% or, or something like that. 70% of people said they have bought something or gone to an event as a result of, of, of listening to a podcast. 30% of people said they had one perception of a product and then they heard it on a podcast and then it improved that perception. 75% of people say they don't care about ads on a show, that they're not intrusive, that they don't mind listening. That's going to go away if everybody gets to figure it out. Then it's useless. Then it's the same as TV. It's the same as radio. Flip, flip, boredom, boredom. Flip, flip, boredom, boredom. I don't want that for this medium. I want to keep my influence. I want to keep my advertisers getting the results that they're getting. I mean, and I don't think it's because they're rich and educated. I think it's because they're involved. I want the involved audience. I don't care what they spend. But, I mean, let's just – and, I mean, John, I hate to pull you into this conversation, and Lord knows, I don't even know if you're still there. <laughs> but, like, it's fair to say that our <laughs> – it's right. fair to say that our editor, who lives on a an auto lot, basically – I mean, don't you – like, isn't that the Buchanan's auto lot that yeah, you I'm are Yeah, I'm the junkyard dog like,
2: of podcasting, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, he's the – right, but – You have a show and your friends and your listeners, they all listen to podcasts, but if you had to sum them up and, you know, an associate, I mean, they're working dudes. These guys are working guys. They're not dumb, but they're, they're not exactly the typical podcast audience as far as what I've just described. However, the one thing they do have in common is, uh, what's his name? The Jimmy and your other friends. Those dudes are involved. They call you, they get pissed, right?
2: Sure, yes, they do. They're very involved. But to be honest with you, what I had to do was take the phone off of my cousin Jim. I had to take his phone and say, here's the podcast app. Here's I subscribe to my show. I said, when you're working and you're doing stuff, put your earbuds in or put your headphones on and listen. And now he loves it. Right. He listens to Brooke Castile. He listens to a bunch of other podcasts. <laughs> he listens
0: to Brooke Castile. That's hilarious. Yeah, he
2: listens to a bunch of other podcasts, too and it took just for him to get involved and learn how my biggest thing is i believe that we don't teach people how to consume podcasting for some reason and we i just agreed don't, with that i yeah, said do there's it. an
0: education gap and i agree with that i would like it if we did teach people but i don't want it to be easier does that make sense teach them how to do it yes but don't make it easier make it let it stay as a big opt in because it makes them, you know, it makes you know that if somebody has gotten to the point where they've clicked play on your episode, that wasn't, that was troublesome. I want that. Take the trouble.
2: No, I want to make it easier. I just want them to just go and there's, and they just click play. All right. But I But why? Want them have they to won't value
0: look. it as much. If he can flip the <laughs> channel between you and Brooke and this show, he'll just tune out like he does the radio. You know how many
2: gray hairs I got trying to teach him how to do that? The Thing is, I mean, that your you whole have head to teach is white, them. so
0: I can imagine
2: exactly. So, what I'm saying is that to be able to teach somebody how to do that, and once they once the light bulb goes off and they can do it, then they will do it for themselves. But to make it harder, or just to make I want them to work for I'm it, I'm not saying I'm, that. Well, okay, I'm not making it I'm harder, but make make, it make it them work. work for it. I, I don't know. I see, I would like to make it a little easier so they could find it. I think you know, the other story that you did about podcasts don't have a discovery problem, sure they do. There's Thousands and th- there's millions of podcasts out there, and everybody's trying to fight for you know, everybody's got a sign and they're waving, look at me, look at me. And it's very hard. You know, it's the same thing as the potato chip aisle. You, there's so many potato chips there. So, which ones do you go? Well, you go to the ones you know, but every once in a while, if there's a sale on one, you might be persuaded.
0: But now you're talking about two different things. You're already in the aisle, but you and I, when it comes to accessibility for podcasts, we're talking about directions to the grocery store. They're two different conversations. I agree you got to give the Jimmy and all his friends better directions to the grocery store. But I still want them to have to go in. I don't want anybody to just throw them the chips. I want them to go in and think about which one they want to eat and why. That's all I'm saying. Get them to the store, yes. But I but it's not but the discovery problem, you're right. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of choices, but like I don't want to make it I don't want to just You know what I mean? You can't just roll up to the store and have somebody throw chips in the car. I don't want that. That's what you do for radio and TV.
2: I'm a very big podcast listener, and I'm always on the lookout for podcasts to listen to, to enjoy. So for me, it's also a discovery problem because I have to try to find a show that I'll like and enjoy. And sometimes I'll go through 10 or 15 and not even find something that really is, you know, my cup of tea. So to Mm -hmm. try to find a show, it's harder. It is hard, even if you even if you know what you're doing sometimes.
1: But to come back, Jess, what you were talking about before, where you're saying, like, I don't want to make it easy because we're going to lose the commitment or the specialness of the person that's listening to and the power of the advertising model in that. Or the actually maybe even if we just frame it in terms of the influence, I completely disagree with that, because I feel that once somebody steps into this medium and falls in love with the medium itself, they are still going to be that listener there can be somebody who access it faster and they can get it and go uh, oh, i'm not so into this and they'll dismiss they just won't get into it they will just it just won't yeah, resonate just with them so they go won't away. and it won't go away because that i am a firm believer that a podcast listener by themselves just because they listen to podcasts i barf are by far going to be different than any other because they are listening to us. And again, I go back to the whole embodied experience part of it. They are living with us versus being passive potatoes with consumption. That's not going to happen. There Mm -hmm. is a there is an inherent action stepping in energy that comes to a podcast listener inherently by the audio medium itself. If we were trying to be on the radio, that's a different thing. That's kind of like the Netflix. That's kind of like switching the channels. That's just what you do when you're in the car and you're switching the radio. But if you're listening to podcasts, there's already there's already a choice. There's something more that's already added to the equation for that. So I don't think that it's going to be lost. And you said, you know, the discovery thing is important. Absolutely. The the teaching, the, uh, the being an advocate for the stuff that you're putting out there is really important as well. And I do feel that there needs to be a sense, and I, I want people to listen to the show, to let's say our show, that are going to resonate with the kind of conversation we're putting out there and that it's giving them things to think about, things they hadn't thought about, things that they feel that they don't agree with, things that they do agree with, and that they're willing to have a relationship with us. If that person, you know, that left us that negative review that last time, if she, you know, stopped listening, great, because she's actually made a choice to go somewhere that is going to resonate with her or him, because I don't know if it was male or female, but That's awesome. And that's what the power of podcasts are. If you don't resonate with somebody, why would you want to keep on listening to them? That's so weird. Mm -hmm. So and it's built into that equation. So I'm not afraid of that. And I feel that the clearer our content is, the clearer we are about what we stand for, the more that we're going to resonate with the right ears and they're going to go, oh, my gosh, this is great. So that then everybody else, our listeners will go, oh, you guys should listen to She Podcast. It's not my cup of tea, but I think you'll really like it. If somebody Mm -hmm. says that, I would be so excited. Even if somebody has listened to us a couple of times and they're like, ah, yeah, they're great, but I don't really like it that much. But I can see the value. They can absolutely tell somebody else about it. And maybe that'll resonate with another person. It's just like I do that with podcasts all the time where I'm like, well, this is really nice. I don't really... It's I can't listen to it more, but I do value the content that's going out there. It's just not good for me, but at the same time, I will still promote those people because it can help somebody else because they're clear. I think it's inherent in the in the medium as a whole.
2: See to me the power mm-hmm. of podcasting is it's done your way on yeah. the listener side. Exactly. I get to listen when I want, I can stop it when I want, I can back it up when I want. I can move I can, if, if I'm having if I'm not liking the topic, I can move forward when I want. Yeah, I can listen to it where I want, when I want. It's all about me. And you know, I love it when it's all about me. And that's yeah. the power of podcasting. You're in charge. Even from the creator of content, you're in charge. It's your way. No one's sitting there telling you, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. You can do whatever you want. And that's the power for me, the power of podcasting.
1: Of
0: doing it, but not listening.
2: Both.
1: Oh, no. Absolutely. Listening Both. Of doing and listening. But most yes. importantly for me, it's the listening aspect of it. It's the fact that I can do all that stuff.
2: Right, and then the advertisers want to come over here and say, well, we can't advertise because we can't measure it, so we want it streamed. Pfft. Go back to radio, please, because why are you going to come in here and ruin what we have? Get out of our sandbox. They're
0: not. Yes. Oh, my God. They're not ruining anything we have. They're probably just going to put their stuff on streaming.
2: Well, uh, I won't be listening because then the I, I can't do it my way, and it's all about me.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> We've we, been going for <laughs> so long, you guys. That's what I'm saying.
0: Let's keep going. Yeah, I mean, this is a really, it's such an interesting conversation. We would
1: love to hear from you guys listening uh, on this conversation. So you guys can do that. You guys can absolutely go to speakpipe.com slash podcast and leave us like a 90 second sort of rebuttal, maybe, or agreement or whatever you need to. You can actually vox me directly because I haven't set up anything else. But Voxer, if you search for my name, Yogic, you can actually just send a message really quickly that way and then I will play it on the show. You can also attach an audio file to an email to feedback at ShePodcast.com. You could do that as well to have your voice heard on the show. And we can have a little you know, conglomeration of whatever your thoughts are all together in the next episode if you guys want to step into this conversation as well, because I feel it is very, it's important for us to talk about this stuff. So, yeah.
0: I mean, the only thing that we were going to say about the other thing is that Spotify is going to start promoting podcasts in the app. And then also they're going to start making their own content. Which kind yeah, of goes but, along with what we were saying. But actually, that was no. the news.
1: They're gonna be playing right? they've made a they've had a relationship with Omni from Australia, and they are Yay. absolutely Omni adding Studio. all of that yeah. content. But when they're, they're when you say that they're going to be promoting podcasts, they have made a very distinctive agreement with a handful of pro casters only. Not all podcasts. Procasters only mm. in their face. Okay. So I mean, that's great. Does that agreement
0: include being paid for that, I wonder?
1: I do not know. So it's essentially going to be like the what's hot section or the top five or top 10 or whatever in iTunes. So same people getting the same stuff. So that is it for the news. But I'm not sure if we have time for everything else because we have gone over for quite a while. And I have.
0: So what else should we talk about? Uh, The end. I got to (laughs) go. Oh, bye. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Because it's like no tips, no weird and wild. We have like an hour and 15 minutes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Elsie told you all the ways you can give us feedback. You can also find us at ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook at ShePodcast, Twitter at ShePodcast. If you need an editor, please go to Audio Editing Solutions and inquire with John. Besides coming in and popping in his opinion whenever is needed, he is a brilliant editor. He is a brilliant editor. He does an amazing job. And it's nice to have somebody who understands what you want out of your show and can deliver it for you. So please check out AudioEditingSolutions.com. And thank you guys so much for listening. Elsie has to go now. <laughs> so we're going to go. Bye.
2: <laughs> Hope to see you in Anaheim. Love you. Mean
0: you